Tired of sailing an endless sea of information with no way to tell what applies to you and what doesn't? Then welcome to Fitness Made Simple University, where you're about to get actionable advice to make the right decisions for you and your life. Join your host, Chase Jenkins, health club owner, personal trainer, and nutrition coach, as he steps you through the Fitness Made Simple framework and talks to industry experts so you can move the needle on your health and fitness goal. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome back to Fitness Made Simple University. Today, we're talking about the topic that I think impacts almost every single person. We have people that move pretty well. We have people that sometimes they by nature eat well. We have people that sometimes by nature are you know great sleepers, but it's almost inevitable that this topic that we have today is one of the most pervasive uh, uh, issues in people's health and fitness. And it almost always has some level to it and rhythms to it. And it's something that we have to work with with pretty much everybody. Um, and sometimes it can be a little abstract and a little difficult, but that's why we have this framework. So today we're talking about the hull, the hull of the ship, the thing you don't think about very often until you got to think about it. And then dang, is it an issue when the hull of the ship is your most ever present, uh, or it's your biggest focus, uh, right in front of you, because that probably means that things are going really, really badly. If you're talking about thinking about the hull of your ship, it's probably leaking and it's probably a very dire situation. And that is our stress. We don't notice our stress until it's too late until it's like, Oh man, we got a leak and we have this big thing that we have to worry about now. We're overwhelmed and it's chaos. And how in the world are you supposed to enjoy your cruise? How are you supposed to uh, focus on moving your boat forward if there's a leak down below. I mean, there's absolutely no way that's going to happen. And in life, when we get stressed, when we get hungry or we get tired, uh, in today's case, stressed, you're going to make worse decisions. You're going to do absolutely anything necessary to alleviate that discomfort. And there's two sides of the coin today that we're going to talk about when it comes to stress management. Uh, both of them are stress management, but they come from opposite directions, and both of them are going to help us improve our ability to deal with and handle the stresses of day-to-day -day life and the ebbs and flows of of our, you know, just living in the world that we live in. You can't just live a completely stress-free life. I think that's not only uh, a myth, obviously, but I think it's a really an unhealthy thing to aim for uh, because stress is also a good thing. Stress can be a good thing because stress causes change when you are exercising physiologically, you're causing stress upon the muscle and that causes it to change and grow and be better. And, and when we experience stress on ourselves, it can be an opportunity for us to grow. Um, it can be an opportunity for us to improve and, and get better at whatever it is that we're doing. Now, here's the thing, unguided, or if those stresses are, you know, sometimes what we may dub as negative stresses and too much of them, uh, our body will develop uh, compensation patterns for those. It will develop uh, a way to figure out how to deal with that stress, whether that is good or bad. So the side effect of that, the behavior that comes out of experiencing chronic stress may be something that is extremely unhealthy, even though it is reducing the stress, which is bad itself. But the response to that may be something that causes us health issues. Uh, maybe it's stress eating, which um, we haven't talked about quite a ton. We talked, a little, talked about a little bit in our uh, 
podcast just a couple of weeks ago when we, we took a deep dive on nutrition. Um, but, but maybe it's other thing. Maybe you turn to alcohol. Maybe you disassociate. Maybe you procrastinate really well uh, or really well. <laughs> I guess you could be a good procrastinator, but I don't think that's a good thing. Uh, but there are these responses to stress that typically cause unwanted consequences and results in our life. There are these things that will pop up, these things that don't pop up that we want to, right? We want to see uh, improvements in our, in our health. We want to make more money. We want to get a promotion. We want to see these things. We, we want to improve uh, ourselves in our relationships. But when we're stressed and we're dealing with that all the time, we can't do those things. How are you supposed to have the mental capacity to handle this constant chronic issue in the back of your brain? Like, how are you supposed to move forward if you're constantly taking up mental space? So we're going to look at this from two different directions today and give you some good action items in order to uh, reduce and manage your stress. So first thing I say is reduce your stress. So you can reduce it. So you take your stress levels and you lower them down. And that's probably going to be uh, leaving you in a better place. But there's also the ability to better handle that stress, to become more resilient. So maybe the water in your bucket doesn't go down but you get a bigger bucket, right? So we're going to talk about emptying the bucket in just a second. Um, but there's going to be two different parts of our framework. They're going to do that for you. So for example, sleep, uh, and honestly, sleep, exercise and nutrition, if done right, will reduce your stress. So those will be stress reducers, but in terms of becoming more resilient to that stress, then it is going to be the next episode when we talk about the wheelhouse of your boat, your mindset, the person driving this crazy machine. Uh, that is going to be how we build resilience. And uh, if I'm being honest, I know I said I really love sleep, but the mindset thing is my favorite part. That is my favorite part of this framework is the wheelhouse because it is the thing when all everything else is on fire. Um, it's it's that kind of whole thing of, of when, if you have a peacetime general versus a wartime general. If you can install a wartime uh, captain, if you will, then it's kind of like, man, you can take this crazy ship through the, the hull's leaking, the crew's gone AWOL, um, the fuel's all jacked up, the, the motor's busted, and that, that captain can really get that ship into shape. And oh, it seems like overnight when we make that switch and we switch to this kind of wartime general who's able to capable of handling uh, these things, AKA they're, they're more resilient, right? They have a right mindset. Then a lot of these other things start to take care of themselves. So we're going to talk about that up next. Um, talk about resilience because resilience is incredibly important. Stress resilience is very important. I'm not talking about being David Goggins. I'm not talking about being hardcore. I'm just saying like, you know, Hey, if you, if you can't handle very much stress and you have any goals or aspirations at all, you're going to have a hard time. Like it's inevitable. And, and, one of, one of the things that I hear all the time when I'm on the phone with somebody say, man, I need to get in shape. I want to hire a trainer, but I just don't have time. Uh, you know, I'm too stressed right now. Too much is going on. I'm like, listen, do you think there's ever going to be a time in your life where stress no longer exists, where you're no longer busy ever, 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 ever? No, it, like you, you probably, you know, in your golden years, you may experience a lot less stress because you're not working or whatever, but you're always going to be busy. You're always going to be stressed at some level. So we may as well learn how to deal with it. Now, does that say we, we throw caution to the wind and we just allow ourselves to be as stressed as possible and not pay any attention at all? No, that is a recipe for disaster. We have to do both, right? But if you have zero resilience, I don't care how many stress-reducing practices you do, 
then, I mean, you're just, you're not going to end up in a good place. You're not going to progress, whether it's in your health and fitness, your career, your relationships or otherwise. Um, you know, we have to have this, this mindset, a really good example of this. Uh, I was at a health fair, uh, a good while back and I was stationed, uh, you know, we have, there's insurance there, there's, there's hospitals there, there's nurses there, there's, uh, we're there. Um, there, there's just like every area of, of, you know, psychologists, you know, people to help with occupational therapy. I mean, just like every profession, every, every reach, um, there's even a dog there. There's a therapy dog there right? Physical therapist even. Um, so they had all their bases covered and I'm standing next to uh, a nurse and she is taking people's blood pressure readings and, you know, very standard, uh, as a part of a little like free physical well check thing that they're doing. And she's sitting there and they're just setting up tables and just, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, huh, huh. and I was like, man, I was like, she's, I was like, she's having a hard time over here. Like, you know, I was just, kind of like, man, this kind of made me a little uncom- uncomfortable, obviously. And she just goes, oh, I need a cigarette. And which makes me laugh. Um, you know, I know people don't always get into professions because they, you know, whatever they want to live the most perfect life. Um, you know, according to said profession, but I'm like, man, should our healthcare professionals be, you know, smoking a lot? Probably not, but, uh, you know, teach their own, uh, whatever it, it could be the, you know, the, the worst thing that she does and everything else is fantastic. But, um, however, they, it was like, man, the day went on and I'm thinking like, man, this is so chill and relaxed. And it's just like, you know, maybe that, you know, maybe she had something going on that day. I don't know. Sue me. But she's like, man, I need a pill. I need a, whatever it was like a, a, a nerve pill or whatever. I'm just like, if we can't handle even sitting here taking, you know, blood pressure readings with people, it's like, holy smokes. Like this poor woman is probably like miserable like she's probably just like feels like she she's probably she's definitely gonna die an early death from from just being stressed out all the time like i've seen it in other people like it's like dang and it's just like geez like that is not where we want to be right we don't want to be so bad to just day-to-day life is just taking us over the edge and if you feel like that's you then hey i got some help coming on the way you know we got some work to do but um I really hate seeing people that, that overstress themselves and whatever. And sometimes it's a mindset thing. Sometimes it's warranted. Sometimes it's learned. Um, there, there can be a lot that goes into this as you can tell, but we're going to talk about first emptying the bucket. So here's some very tangible things you can do to avoid this situation is understand what we, you know, if you imagine this, this bucket, I used to do this, this talk, uh, anywhere I would go call the stress cup and I'd get out all these other cups and I would, uh, I would label the, these little, like kind of like the little cups you get at the dentist to wash your mouth out with. Um, and I would label them all and I, I would label one, you know, nutrition and one body fat and one poor sleep and one work stress and one relationships and one kids and one, you know, uh, caffeine and, and all these micro sources of stress, because generally, you know, thousands of years ago, we didn't have all these things. We just had a lion chased you or it didn't, it was either like acute very short, high levels of stress or just chill. But now it's all this constant little stresses that, that just slowly kind of raises the tide and raises the water in this cup. And I put two lines on that. And, uh, I, one line would be like before we ever detect our stress and I start pouring all these, these things into this glass and you see it start rising and it gets pretty close to the top where the bottle narrows. And it's like, 
man, we're, we have all the stress we're carrying around. We don't even know it yet. And then we pour one in and, and it crosses the line. You're like, man, I'm starting to feel a little stressed. And then I have this big cup and it's like, now your boss walks in and yells at you or your kids do something or your car breaks down or whatever. And I pour that in and guess what? It's overflowing now and, and it's too late. It's too late to do anything about it. By the time that it reaches the level that we that we are like, man, I'm stressed. I need to fix something. You're getting really close to your cup being overflowed. Like you're one event away. So we don't want to live there, right? We we don't want we don't want to constantly be you know never reducing our stress, never becoming more resilient. Obviously, the glass can get bigger. That's a much longer play. But in the short term, we got to start by regularly reducing our stress levels. Um, and I I understand some of this is a personality trait and maybe that's an excuse. Maybe it's truth. I don't know. Um, but regardless, we all need to, to be very self-aware of who we are and if we're a stressed person or not in our situation and see what we need to do. Um, so where we need to, uh, to start from is understand where that stress is coming from. What are those cups that I just talked about? What are they labeled in your life? Think about, you know, what's, what's pouring in. Is it the fact that you eat really poorly? Is, is, is poor nutrition a physiological stress on your body and causing you to the, the tide to rise before you even get out of bed? Is it that your health is really poor because it's physiological, physiological stress? Are you out of shape? Are you not physically fit? That's a physiological stress. So your cup just got your, your bucket just got really small just because of those things. Right? So we need, we can change things of that nature. Right. Uh, and, and those are the other parts of our framework, right? And that's why they're there. Or is it something like you have lack of social, social connection? Um, are you, a, uh, either a single mom or a stay at home mom and you talk to toddlers all day and you don't get any real stimulation and real social connection and, or, or you're in the house, right? Um, or maybe you're work from home and that is a stress. We're meant to be social, Right. Or maybe you're like me and you have too much or or really not so quite as much now, but for a couple of years there, um, I was having four minute conversations every 10 minutes, like on the dot for just eight, nine, 10 hours a day, six days a week. And the last thing I wanted to do was talk more on the weekend, right? And talk to people and see people. I just want to be isolated and alone. And that really wasn't the solution. The solution ended up being like, I needed to have a long, positive social connection, have a deep conversation with somebody. Um, and, and I found that really gave me kind of like a, like, Oh man, it's kind of relax. And you would think that that's maybe a weird stress reducer, but it's the truth. So if we look at, you know, where are we out of balance in our life? Um, or do you work in a really loud environment and you don't get, you know, you, you just get constant stimulation. Um, it's kind of like background noise. You know, that's me. When I work at our health club, there's music playing all the time. And if you just live in that, well, you can want some peace and quiet probably when you get, when you get home for a little while, you need, you need to make sure that occurs. Um, you know, maybe drive home with the radio off and just whatever, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you work in an office and you just get no stimulation all day long. Like you don't need to go home and sit and be bored. Like probably go work out, go do something, you know, to, to stimulate yourself. Uh, and there, there's all these different areas, like even our environment that can cause stress and we have to recognize them. Um, our environment is really good one. If your environment is cluttered and not organized, then you're going to be more stressed and we're, nobody's going to be sitting at their desk throughout the day going, Oh, this messy desk is just stressing me out. Oh my gosh, I can't take it. 
But what you realize is that all those things have raised the tide, have raised the, the level in your bucket to where when the, the one thing does come, you go, oh, this is stressing me out too much. It's like, man, one thing, that's it. That's all it took. And you don't realize it's not because you're not resilient. It's because you have constant sources of stress all around you. It's our health. It's our, it's our lack of social connection. It's our disorganization with our schedule. It's the clutter in our environment. It's, the, it's procrastination. And it becomes overwhelming to the point where we're just, oh, that water is always at the edge of that cup, a drop of water, and that thing's overflowing, and we're having a breakdown. And that's not any way to live. So we need to put the opposite of our source of stress on the calendar. We need to look and say, hey, you know, I, I need to have, for me, it was like, I need to have, you know, as, as often as possible, some time to have more than a four-minute conversation about the weather and how's the kids and you know, blah, blah, blah. And just this mindless kind of talking. And, and I appreciate that. I, I, I have learned to appreciate that a lot more, but, um, you know, it's caused me, I, I had a, a individual, this is a side note, little nugget for you guys. Um, tell me one time, like, Hey, the, talking about the weather is, I don't like the term energy, but he it, says it's the lowest, lowest energy thing that you can do is say, how's the weather. And ever since then, it's really challenged me to, cause it's an out, it's an easiest to address the awkwardness that I, you know, hi, you're here, you're in my space. I know you, um, you know, and it really causes us to dive a little bit deeper and, and kind of think about and pay more attention to what people are saying and, and, you know, maybe ask a little bit better questions. Uh, but anyhow, um, I knew that I need to, for example, have long form conversation once in a while. Um, and that's why my team and my trainers, they probably think I'm really weird because my favorite times are our one-on-ones. So when we have a call once a month, half hour, 45 minutes, let's really talk about what you got going on. Let's, let's get super deep. Um, you know, not necessarily in their personal lives, but in their career and what they're thinking, like all that stuff. I love it. And, uh, you know, as well as when we do our team workouts, like that's just so enriching to me because it's the opposite of, of what I have like 90% of the time that I get sometimes get overwhelmed with or have in the past rather. Um, and then also like, you know, when I come home, I, I need 30 minutes, 40 minutes to myself. Right. And that's not always possible. And people are like, man, well, you don't have kids or you don't, you don't know what it's like. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we have to set boundaries. You know, we have to do something. Uh, you, we, we have to make these changes lest, uh, uh, we'll just be stressed for the rest of your life. I mean, that is the choice that you're choosing. Um, and sometimes that's the right choice, right? Uh, I want to underscore this whole conversation with that is like, you know, people get very touchy when you talk about their stress. Uh, you can't tell I'm walking on eggshells a little bit here. It's like, like I get it. Um, but we have to make the hard decisions for ourselves sometimes and understand that it's also never going to be perfect. Uh, if, if we hold that up, hold ourselves up to perfection, we're going to fail every single time and nobody likes being a failure for their whole life. So don't do that. Don't hold yourself up to perfection. Um, but there, there's a lot of things that I'm sure popped into your head that you can, you can do to get a handle on it. And here's the thing you want to make it a routine. So if you can start to build micro routines into your day to day, uh, we're doing a six week transformation challenge in our health club right now. And one of the, uh, uh, things we talked about was like doing these little things to set yourself up for success. And for me, it's when I come home from work and I don't always do this. Um, but I, I try to, is when I come home from work. I don't just sit my back down, back down and sit on the couch or do whatever. I, I go in, I get changed in, into my, uh, you know, whatever I'm lounging in that day, whatever I'm doing. And I unpack my bag and I repack my bag for the next day. 
And that makes me feel at home. Like I don't have a task that I have to do right before I go to bed. It's just like I get all of it knocked out. I'm already on my feet. I'm already walking when I walk in the door and just get it done. And that keeps, that allows me to kind of de-stress a little bit more. Um, so I'm sure you have these routines that, you know, pops in your head. Like, man, if I did that, it'd really help. Um, but you need to put on the calendar, like, Hey, once a week, whether I need it or not, I'm going to do this thing. And for me in the summertime, it's, I spend an hour, I go to the driving range and I, I, I just hit some golf balls for an hour. And it's, uh, uh, it's something that it, it's time to myself. It's time where I don't take my phone with me, where I n- typically nobody's talking to me. Nobody knows me. Nobody bothers me. I'm just staring into the woods, blasting golf balls. And I'm just like in my own head, like just chilling. And that, that reduces my stress greatly. Like I feel like I'm just, I'm ready and, and, and I'm new. Exercise is another one. Like my, whether it's a 15 minute walk on a treadmill, listen to some music, just with my headphones on, nobody else, or it's an hour workout where I really, you know, you know, stress my body, whatever. That's, that's funny. Stress my body. Um, that is stress reduction for me. Like that, that, that's what it is. And like, I, I put these things in place in my day. Like those are huge benefits. Maybe it's not the sole reason I do it. Like if I'm being honest, I don't work out solely for stress reduction. When I don't do it, the side effect, the most immediate side effect is that I am more stressed. Um, so there's that. So that makes it apparent to me, but that's not my driving factor, but it's a benefit. Um, and if I'm being completely honest, like some days I, I'm like, man, I need to go, go to the golf range. I'm just going to get out of here for an hour. Um, and, and that's part of my Friday routine. Most of the time there I'm though, because I'm competitive, I want to be good at golf, but I found these things. I'm like, Hey, like when I do those consistently, I'm less stressed. So when you find those things, make them more consistent, make it an every other Friday thing, make it a Thursday night thing, make it a weekend thing, make it whatever it needs to be. When I get what make it a, when I get home from work thing. But when you find these, these little nuggets, whether the small things or big things, you have to take care of those things that you need to safeguard those things that needs to be your backstop. And even if you don't, don't need them, the, the point of disaster for everybody's progress, this is in health and fitness in general, let alone your stress management is that when we're feeling good and we think we don't need things, we decide not to do them. And those are the times where you should do them the most and double down to capitalize on your momentum. That's why people's fitness and and results come in waves instead of being linear because we let off the gas when we get comfortable and we feel good. So that's why we just like, Hey, I need to do this because it's just what I do. And you know, that that's another little hack, by the way, when you don't feel like doing one of these things, talk to like as crazy as it sounds, talk to yourself about it and just sit down and say, I say, okay, Chase, you don't want to do that thing, but uh, let's talk about what you're going to feel like tomorrow morning or tonight when you go to bed, like, do you want to sit down and relax before you get to bed? Or do you want to be thinking about doing this? Ah, yeah, you're right. I'm going to do that thing. Right. I like, I literally have a conversation with myself. Um, so don't skip out on those routines. So once you find them, make them consistent, even when you don't need to do them. Um, and think about your sources of stress and where they come from. And if you can find a thing to reduce your biggest source of stress and do the opposite of that thing, like, man, how, how great is that? And we do not do enough stress management in our culture. And if you are a go-getter, if you're a person who, who is interested in health and fitness, chances are you're probably the type of person who values self-improvement and it may seem crazy to you. You're like, who me? Like, listen, most people don't listen to podcasts to try and improve themselves. Most people don't go to the gym or, or at least to have exercise on their mind. Like I know it seems like, you know, cause you're looking up to the people who, who have arrived and who have hit your goals. 
they're even you know higher up the line. They're, they're, they're like one percent of those people. So like, very few people are are you know interested in. That. And and what you have to understand is, if you don't consistently reduce your stress, you're not going to achieve these things that you want to achieve because stress kind of comes with the territory when you want to want to improve yourself. So, got it? Good. Uh, so let, let's talk just a little bit about the other side of things, which is resilience. Um, I'm really just going to touch on this very briefly because we are going to go in depth on this uh, here in just a couple of days uh, when we go into the wheelhouse. Um, but what I'll say on resilience to stress is this, is that it's it's a long play. It is not the, it's, it's the long-term answer, not the short-term answer. And you kind of need both. Um, and improving your resilience to stress can be very uncomfortable. Uh, it, it can be very hard because sometimes you have to address things you don't like. You have to face uncomfortable conversations with yourself. Um, you know, and I do it too. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not on my high horse here saying that I've got that all figured out because I don't, uh, I just know that it's true and I know to do it when it, when it's needed. Um, and just don't avoid those things. Uh, become, becoming more resilient is an uncomfortable process and there's ebbs and flows to when you feel good and then you relax and then you see the need for it. So you push a little harder and then, you know, on the other side of that, like there, there's these mountaintops and valleys of life. But when you come to a point where you're like, man, I, I need to improve my resilience. I need to toughen up. I need to whatever, um, you know, un- understand why you're doing that in the first place. But also, you know, we can't just ignore the fact that, uh, if, if we, you know, think we, if we have a terrible mentality, if we have a victim mentality, uh, that it's any amount of stress management is going to really be a great long-term solution. Cause it's not, um, but it's, it's difficult. I'll say that, but it's worthwhile to improve your resilience and do the hard work and have hard conversations with yourself. Um, and that's okay. We're, we, we don't have to believe this. My blood pressure is already going up. I haven't even said it yet. There's a, there's a, a very popular idea in culture right now that who you are is perfect. And that is such a, a terrible lie in the sense that you have no flaws. Okay. Who are you made to be who you are? Like, are, are you, you know, is there anything, are you less than anybody? No, but to sit and say like, Hey, you should never improve yourself. Uh, uh, the reason why you're improving yourself is important. Is it because I'm trying to hold live up to a standard of the world and like that can be a bad thing, but to sit and say that you can do no wrong. Anything you feel is right. And anything you decide that feels good is good. And anything that you don't like is bad. And anything that feels bad, therefore is bad. That's dangerous territory because guess what? Things that feel bad are sometimes good things. And things that feel great are a lot of times are bad things. Um, you know, that it, it's not always as advertised. And that is definitely the theme right now is that, Hey, if this don't make you feel good, don't do it. Um, because then it's bad. Like, can we just not be so black and white myopically focused like kindergartners? Right. Can can we just say that, Hey, this thing is really tough for me, but because of reason X, Y, and Z, I know it's a good thing that, that I pursue it. And then I try to get on the other side of it. And as long as I'm coming from a place of, because it's better for me and because I'm going to do this because I care for myself, not I'm going to do this because I'm not skinny enough and the world will not accept me. Therefore like, okay, yeah, our, our reasoning for these things matters, but, but we can certainly say this is going to be really uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, 
But on the other side of it, I'm going to reap a great reward. Like that's every good thing ever. That's every worthwhile thing ever. But our, our culture right now is really, really saying that if it feels bad, it's bad. And if it feels good, it's good. And they don't care about self-preservation. They don't care about the fact that it could lead to destruction a year later or, you know, wherever. So just want to throw that thought in there. And maybe that, that kind of messes with your psyche a little bit. And I'm sorry about that. But um, it, it's a very, very healthy place to, to come to when you say like, hey, man, listen, sometimes I'm going to do this good thing. And right now it seems great. And then when reality hits and you go to do that good thing, and it's like, then you're met with fear and you're met with difficulty and whatever, it, it's like, oh, well, this must not be it because it don't feel good. It's like, no, like a month ago, you, you spent a lot of time deciding that I need to improve this part of myself or, and I need to cut this relationship or I need to do that or whatever it is. And the thought of it is terrifying. And then when you go to do it, you get the shakes or you're, you think about, you know, people staring about staring at you in the gym and it's like, oh, so this must be a bad thing. Cause that, that's not what I thought it would felt like. It's like, reality never matches what we think it's going to be right what it feels like versus what we thought it was going to feel like is never the same and it's silly to think that it will be so as you're trying to pursue more resilience and we'll talk about this more next week um understand that and in the meantime put practices in place to take care of yourself and to reduce your stress so that your hold isn't constantly leaking and so you can finally get ahead of the eight ball a little bit this is typically where it starts is like hey man we gotta relax right uh, this, this is usually the first thing I teach most of my clients. It's just to chill the heck out. Um, as funny as that is. So that is all we have for you today on stress management. Um, a really, really important topic. And one of the kind of foundational pieces, when you start building a ship, you're probably going to start with the hull. Um, I'm not a naval engineer, so if you are one, please don't yell at me, but I'm going to assume that's how you start. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Listen, please share the show. If you got any value, or if you're like, man, I know somebody who needs to hear that. It's your job. I don't know who the heck they are. So you're their friend, not me. Please share the show. Um, Help us do more of what we do. Otherwise, I'll see you next week when we talk about the wheelhouse and the mindset. Catch you later. That's it for this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on the knowledge and context we use to change our own clients' lives. And if you found value in today's podcast, please leave a review and share it to your social media. We'll see you next week with more of the information you need to live your fittest, healthiest life.